Hello, ladies and gentlemen, you are watching and listening and maybe laughing with us at Tipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels and networks. I'm Mike Morales here in Southern California, sweltering here in the monsoon. That gentleman out there is... Eric Zandona in Florida's Emerald Coast. Uh, Eric and I have uh, been very fortunate to dissect and enjoy, uh, or semi-enjoy, uh, Honor del Castillo. Uh, this is, mm -hmm. yeah, I've been chasing this brand for so long. It is the, the uh, brand for Cape uh, del Castillo. For those of you who are of the Latin persuasion, you uh, know who she is. She's a famous actress, Mexican actress who grew up in, 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 in telenovelas and now she's done Netflix specials and um, she got in trouble for, uh, she plays a lot of um, uh, women in the drug trade, you know, who are, who are strong, strong women, you know, who, who run organizations in, 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 you know, dicey situations. Um, and she got herself involved in a dicey situation right when they launched this brand. Would you describe it as uh, life imitating art? Uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, I, I think, I don't know why she wanted to reach out to El Chapo. All right. This is the, this is the one they reached out to El Chapo. Uh, and then there were all kinds of allegations thrown out there. Like she wanted El Chapo to invest in her, in her tequila. That's impossible. She would never be here in the United States because that's against, it's a federal offense. Uh, if for those of you who are, who know your, your law, there's a law called the Kingpin Act that's enabled by the Justice Department. That means if they find out that you're working for a cartel and you have American businesses that are being, they're laundering money, the Justice Department will shut you down. Okay, uh, so it can't happen. But at one point when she was accused of that, she couldn't go back to Mexico to work. Um, she, a lot, a lot of stuff hit the fan. Her original office for this brand was in Miami. Uh, the Miami office was suddenly abandoned. Uh, there was all kinds of weird stuff that went on. Um, she wound up living in the United States. Uh, she was accused of a lot of stuff. She, she was uh, wanted by the Mexican feder federales. So if they saw her, she would be arrested. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff happened. But all that's in the past. Uh, the tequila, as a matter of fact, and I'll be honest, the distillery came out with an official, we're not involved in any of that. They, they came out <laughs> with an official statement and said, right. we are nowhere involved with any of that. We took no money from anybody but whoever, whoever owns this brand. So, yeah. and they were the first ones to come out and, and disavow all, all knowledge of, their, of that existence, okay? Uh, and somehow the brand is still here. So we're going to taste it. This is the Cristalino expression, yeah. which uh, all of these expressions have a nickname. This was called Redención or Redemption. That's what that's the literal translation. So we're going to we're going to just taste the juice and then give you more stories about it. Uh, Eric, uh, I, he he suggested that we taste the Reposado first before we go into the the uh, um, the Cristalino. You know what, Eric? Is this a, a reposado cristalino, or is this a añejo cristalino? That's my question. It's a reposado cristalino. Okay. Yeah. It, you know, when cristalinos first came out, 
they could there was no category for them so they right. actually call them reposados right or añejos or whatever yeah yeah um, so you know for those who don't know cristalinos are essentially aged tequilas that have gone through a process to remove the color so this is a common practice in uh, rum um, and in some other industries, but like most of the Bacardi that you see, uh, Don Q, any of that stuff that is clear, at once had color because it was in a barrel, and then they use a filtration process to pull the color out. Uh, now the trick is doing it in such a way that you remove the color, but leave the flavor intact. So there's a fine balance that needs to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Generally speaking, how I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because I know the you know the, the big question is why would you take all the trouble of resting something and then try to strip out the color? And, and um, because first of all, Cristalino is not an officially recognized um, expression with the normas, the normas right. rules and regulations of how to produce tequila. All right, so right. it's not listed as, but but it's been very popular. I didn't yeah. know that it came from the rum industry. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing it the longest. So officially, anything that is labeled as Puerto Rican rum has to be aged. And so if you see any Puerto Rican rum that is clear, that means it was put in a barrel, it probably got some amount of color, and then they stripped it out using fil a filtration process. What sort so of filtration? It's been at it the longest. That's my question. What kind of filtration? Process. Usually it's some sort of carbon filtration. Um, so oh, not, not charcoal, carbon. That's that's a whole well, other. yeah. I mean it's a, essentially it's a it's a type of charcoal filtration. Okay. So where you know what size the charcoal is and what material it's from, th that sometimes varies. Um, from you know, say like the charcoal filtration that you'll see in common in like the American whiskey industry, right? Okay. A lot Bourbons will say char charcoal filtered, but they still have color. So depending on, it all depends on how big the pores are in the, um, the charcoal and how much they use. And so there, there's a whole science behind it. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, they, so they've been, uh, so that's really where it kind of comes from that rum tradition. But it's, from what I can tell, the the sort of impetus to create this, you know, clear spirit is that uh, is really kind of started around like bottle service at clubs. People will spend big money for a bottle of vodka at a club. And if you're a vodka drinker or, but, you know, you want something else, but you want to look cool at the club and you know, it's like, you know, you're not really used to or excited about brown spirits. Well, there you go. There's yeah. The demand, it's an aged product, so it's usually a higher price point, but it's got the clear color that people want or are accustomed to. So really, it's just about appearance to, you know, kind of, you know, target a particular market. Um, but they're interesting because when, with like what we have today, we, you know, we got to taste the Repo. Right. And then we get to taste the Cristalino and see, well, what happens? Well, now the Cristalino you mentioned, and I'm glad you caught that, is that the Reposado is at a higher ABV. It's like 41.5, almost 40, almost 42. But yeah. this is back down to eight, correct? Yeah, the Cristalino is back down to 40% alcohol or 80 proof. Yeah. Now, if you take a look at it, it there is a, 
a little bit of a tint. It's not pristine. It's not super clear. Um, yeah. Again, when I poured it, I got some some beautiful bubbles, a little bit lingering bubbles. I love that. I look for that. Um, again, nice legs and tears. I, I regret yeah. going into that, but the uh, it, it, so far, all these expressions have that great mouthfeel, great structure. You know, they're mm -hmm. their own agave. So they're agave growers at at Non fourteen fourteen at Feliciano Vivanco y Asociados. Um, to my knowledge, this is a first for us. This is our first Cristalino from this distillery. Yeah. So I don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got a, I got some I got some wood notes on the nose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there's definitely some wood there. I feel like there's a little bit more fruitiness to this one compared yes. to the, the repo that we had. Yes, I agree. And again, here, like, so one of the things we talked about in the last video was like the, one of the things that's evident with this brand is that they're being very intentional about like their choices and they're not just doing the standard thing because that's the standard thing. So in that regard, like the wood choice that they made with the repo, the flavor profile that they had, the, the strength that it had, all made it stand out as very, you know, different from you know, your standard grouping. right? But here, I would say one would expect usually, right, that the um, Reposado Cristalino is just basically a decolorized version of the other Repo. But here, with the aromas that I'm getting, I think they probably went in a different direction. My guess is, to me, it just doesn't, it doesn't smell like the same thing. No. So in that regard, here again, like I think is the artistry of the distiller and the blender and the brand making a conscious effort to say, well, we're not just going to take the same thing we've already given somebody as a repo and reproduce it as a Cristalino. Here's a different product. So we're going to make different choices about what barrels, what Reposado barrels we're going to pick with a different flavor profile and then take the color out. So they're like already from the nose, I, you know, like I, I, again, like to me, this is like really intriguing, like lots of, like to me it's showing lots of, of forethought and care going into this. A lot of imagination too. I yeah. Mean, um, here, here for me, it smells like the natural progression of a reposado. Yeah. This is, you know how you know how you had the reposado. You were kind of disappointed because it wasn't right. it wasn't what you were looking for. Where for me, right. I was intrigued by the fact that I, it was mm -hmm. a higher proof, and I'm getting a different flavor profile. Yeah. Now I smell this. this is, we we haven't tasted it yet. Right. Just on the nose, it's reacting and behaving more like a reposado that we were looking for in the right. reposado. Right. It's crazy. To me, the, no yeah, I agree. The aroma in this is more seems like more of the progression that you would expect from the Blanco to the Repo. Yes, I agree. I'm getting yeah. all, the, all the nose and the um, bouquet that we were getting in the Blanco. It, it really is, it's coming out like that. And yet they were right, my first whiff was wood notes. I got, I got a little yeah. bit of wood, but we won't know until we taste it. Uh, which barrel yeah. are they using to, repo, to make this Repo? Are they using the French oak like we thought that they were using in a Repo Salo? Or is this a whiskey bourbon barrel? Mm -hmm. I, I say we dive in. Mm -hmm. 
Oh my God. <clears throat> Eric, tell me I'm dreaming. No, you're not. So <laughs> this is the this is this is the this is the the continuation of from the Blanco. So it it's definitely like it has that same clarity, that same like dry mineral minerality. Yes. On the finish, but there are these elements that are definitely coming from the wood. There's vanilla. There's a little bit of caramel. I'm getting even some like dry tobacco that is just like like at the rear, right? The rear. My, of the yeah, yeah. And so my office is probably like 85 degrees right now. Yeah, mine too. So yeah. So with the extra heat, it's like a lot more stuff is going to come out of the spirit. The, well, you know, it 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 didn't have the. Uh, the high alcohol that we got in the repo and the repo is higher right. in ABV, so you're going to get that right. high alcohol but the alcohol element doesn't you don't get lose it from the blanco to the to the repo to the uh cristalino and i look right. that's okay it's a nice yeah healthy it's not going to singe your you know you're not going to burn your nose hairs or anything off like that um i gotta say man there's only been one only one other cristalino that has impressed the hell out of me and and this one, I I'll have to say this one's going to have to be number one, and that other one's going to be number two. And I know both distillers. Uh -huh. This is amazing. I haven't had this much character in a Cristalino mm. since they first came out. And I've, I've yeah. told the story before. The original, the, the person who first developed the Cristalino was Juan Domingo Beckman, who is Cuervo. Yeah. And and. And the first one was was uh, it was called Maestro Dobel, and they used to call it Dobel um, uh, Dobel Diamante because they didn't have a category. They had to call it right. Diamante Reposado. And honestly, that one had so much wood character in it, and it was a lot a lot dingier looking. Okay, mm -hmm. um, this one's a much lighter color. Yeah, yeah. But the wood notes are there, and I have you know now that. Dobel isn't anywhere near what it used to be. Right. Now, this one reminds me of the original one. You could take this to any party and Oakheads are going to love it. Yeah. I think women are going to fall all over themselves for this because it's mm -hmm. sweet. It's got that sweetness from it. Yeah. And I'll have to say, Eric, agree with me. I don't know. Um, you think they're using whiskey barrels for this one? Or are they using the French oak? What do you think? No, I, I would say, I, I think to me, I think they're using the American white oak from whiskey, used whiskey barrels. Okay. That vanilla, like caramel sweetness that you get on the back end is definitely a characteristic of American white oak. So that's, that would be my guess. So I, I agree. I'll have to go there with the, we're, we're dedu deducting here, deducing. Right. So, uh, yeah. Since we don't have any information from, from the brand itself about their process. You know, they they have a whole story, right? The, the the different names for the products, but they're giving it. They're giving. They're the, doing the, on the production uh, side is yeah. really masterful, and that I like. I don't know how how else to describe it, other than like they're like the the team that they're working with is top notch. Juan Manuel is a guy that I met, uh, the first distiller that I met, and and. It's funny because Sergio Cruz is one of the other ones that handles a lot of other brands for people who come to Known 1414. 
you know, um, uh, Cesar Vivanco is another one. Um, that that the whole family is like into it, you know, and and they, mm -hmm. they're responsible for certain brands. And I gotta say, man, I am, I, I'm I'm like chagrined. This is so much. It just brought me back to that memory of when I had that first Maestro Dobell, because it had such wood character in it. Yeah. And this is right up there, man. This is the, this is what it was. If you're going to design it, if you're going to make that category, a category, this right. is what it should be like. Yeah. Um, and, and the other one that comes a close second, it's got to be Penta. Penta Tequila makes a great Cristalino as well. Um, mm -hmm. This one has a bit more wood character for me. Uh, and, and the other thing I would say too, is like it's, Cristalinos with reposados are a little bit more tricky. You see a good number of them from Anejos. And with there, right, you have, you have a wider margin. When you're filtering the color out of an Anejo, if you filter out a little bit of, of that wood flavor, right, there's going to be plenty left over. Yeah. With reposado, you have a much smaller window that the spirit is in contact with the wood. And so there's a much tighter margin for error that like, if you overdo it, you, you destroy the reposado character of the Cristalino. And here, I think they, they, they really got it. But here's the thing, Eric, if, in, if indeed they are using a French oak barrel, three, maybe four months for that reposado at a higher ABV, this, this reposado, we're, we're, we're assuming, yeah. producing that they're using an American oak barrel for this. Would you say that they're letting this one age a lot longer so that they give themselves a bigger window, uh, you know, more character and a bigger window of error for error? It's possible. The other possibility is they're just, you know, they're using fresher barrels. So like, you know, first use, like, okay. And with, you know, my hypothesis with the, the other reposado was that maybe it was like a second use because of the liar color profile and like it was the wood character wasn't like super pronounced but it was, it was definitely there you had the cocoa character that and some of the wood tannins they weren't intense but they were there so that it had some elements I thought well maybe it had been like a second use something like, who knows right right just I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put together my other tasting experiences to kind of guess at what might be going on. And so anyway, so that's why, so it's hard to say with this, it could be a little bit longer. It could be just, you know, a younger, like first use barrels that first use barrels that went eight, character months or something. Yeah. So it's possible, but, but I think they did an excellent job. Oh, so yeah. yeah. Bottom, bottom, line, bottom line, brand of promise nominee. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to mention too is that this is a, a, I would say it's a fairly kind of standard bottle shape, but they took, again, they took time to like add on some elements that I really like. There's the raised portions of the glass. There's the agaves on the bottom. Um, I think it's a really nice package. And so I would, I would nominate it for, for, oh, for packaging. packaging. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. They're the promised nominee in a packaging. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't have those agave at the bottom of this Cristalino. Yeah. And this particular batch of Cristalino does not have the molding and the words that the, that the other- Right, have. mine does. So they probably just ran out of bottles, which a lot of people are doing right now. Well, yeah, you know, they, they, 
there's a crisis going on right now in the, in the you know in the supply chain because my other bottles do have it they have the, the yeah. molding and the words on the on the sides yeah. this one says el olor está en tus manos you're holding honor in your hand mm-hmm. and you know they they went through a lot of thought yeah i know that when if you know if you've watched any of the documentaries with kate del castillo about her life you know, she's been she's been written up and documented a lot in this in um, Spanish television. She's a she's very much a hands-on person. She does her own stunts. Uh, you know, she's not afraid of doing her own training and things like that. And I believe in in this new version that's coming up of of La Reina del Sur, which is the original what what Queen of the South is based on. The American mm-hmm. version on on uh, I think it's on AMC, which I've been I had watched in the, in the past. Um, she's even been injured, you know, and in riding motorcycles and doing her own stunts. So she's very hands on. I wonder how much how much she had to do with with the creation of the image, because it seems like each each expression has, like Eric said, if you look at the website, they create an image and a story. Yeah. Every with every expression, so they're like they're they're like they're a like their own character in their own telenovela. I don't know. You know? <laughs> right. I think it's clever. I, I, I yeah. Like, I like what they're where they're headed, but it's not just all image. There's a substance in the juice, yeah. and I love yeah. that. I, I congratulations, being a promise nominee in this Cristalino category. This is a tough category, as Eric said. It's tough yeah. to do a. a a reposado correctly and it's tough to do a cristalino correctly because a lot of people are phoning it in and and you know you've had your share of that in the rum industry I, that was this was a whole education for me because the diffuser comes from the rum industry all right mm-hmm. and apparently cristalinos do too i had no idea i wondered where who what gave them the idea what what possessed juan domingo beckman to go hey what happens if we just borrow benefits from the rum industry Let's just strip the color out and see what happens. And you know, you got the money that when the Cristalino came out, the industry laughed at him. Mm-hmm. That was the word. That was a word in in the when Mike Mike I got I got boots on the ground in streets, you know, ears on the you know ears in the streets and all that stuff. And they were telling me, yeah, the industry's laughing at this guy. Now everybody's he's a hero, you know, because yeah. he invented this this category that doesn't really isn't an official category yet. But everybody wants one now. Right. So, uh, I think it's literally, for me, the best one that I've had. Mm-hmm. A, a, a yeah. Number one, and there's a close number two, okay? What's your price point? What, what are they charging for? Uh, so, again, like, fairly reasonable price. The, the pricing varies depending on what market you're in. But it's looking like somewhere between $45 and $65. Wow. There's a, there's a huge disparity in the pricing. Yeah, I, I first of all I want to thank uh, uh, Joanne Spencer, uh, who works for the importer in Arizona, who got these to us. I, I want to thank yeah. her because I've been chasing this brand for since they appeared on the market, uh, and you know with the pandemic and with the with the Castillo's problems, you know, uh, with the Mexican government and and maybe the U.S. This thing, this brand has really had some fits and starts and fits and starts, and I think that explains why there's such a disparity in the price points. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, and then, you know, the supply chain on top of that, and you've got, you, you, yeah. you've got a mess on your hands. 
But yeah. anyway, that's our take. If you folks are having it, you're watching us on YouTube, leave us a comment. Tell us how much you're paying for it. Where are you buying it? What you think, you know, is it one of your favorites? Is it not? Um, I think there's plenty of character in this, in this Cristalino that old kids will be happy. I think women will be happy with it. I think if you're, if you're not sure and you want to see what the big deal is about tequila, you know, you're coming in from like the vodka industry or the liquor or the rum. I think, I think this will attack a lot of, answer a lot of questions and maybe draw you into the rest of the line and the rest of tequila as a category. Mm -hmm. It's well done. Juan Manello is doing a great job. Yeah. That's our take. I'm Mike Morales here in Southern California. That guy out there is. Eric Zandona in Florida's Emerald Coast. You've been watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cup on Tequila Aficionado Media. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, share this. Don't be afraid to share the video. Uh, follow us on, uh, on Spotify, on iTunes, wherever you download your podcasts, and whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely. <laughs>